to Apothecary After Dark. Welcome to Apothecary After Dark. I'm Danielle. And I'm Dina. We're the co-owners of Amityville Apothecary. You ever wonder what happens when we shut off the lights and lock the doors of Amityville Apothecary? What we talk about when nobody's around? What we think about all things metaphysical and witchy? Well, stay tuned because we have some really fun topics for you. Welcome to Apothecary After Dark. I'm Dina, co-owner of the Apothecary, and I'm here with... Hi, I'm Danny. I am... Uh, Danielle, that people call me Danny. So we're going to talk about all things spiritual and metaphysical, and we're glad you're here with us. Right. What do we talk about when the lights are off, the shades are drawn, and nobody's in the shop? So let's get into it. Going to have fun. So we were thinking about wouldn't it be fun if we talked about somebody that's new to spirituality, spiritual practice, personal development, witchcraft, witchiness, whatever you want to call it. We don't care what you call it. But it matter. doesn't matter. You're walking in here for the very first time. You're probably going to be overwhelmed, right? There's a lot. There's a lot. Any, at any store, if it's not our store, somebody else's store, you're going to be, you could potentially be overwhelmed. And this is for your help and your betterment. So what our suggestions and recommendations would be for the newbie. But I'm sure if you are an expert, there's going to be something you can get from this episode too. So don't be so fast to write a book. Yeah. You know, when people come into our shop, we have a little bit of of, uh, novice and beginner interest all the way up to the experience interest. So I tend to say that we're kind of like cruise ship directors to guide your experience. So when you come in, we could be as hands-off as you want, or we can just start from the beginning and help with the education of your journey because it can be definitely overwhelming. And our goal is just to help you take baby steps and then the path meanders and takes you in directions that you usually don't even anticipate. Right. So it's really interesting because both of us, even though we're co-owners, our paths have been very different how we started, but they've crisscrossed as we sort of made our way along in this journey. So you might come in here because you've heard about spirit guides or you've heard about working with crystal energy or you've heard about tarot cards and you want to get a reading from a practitioner. All of those ways of starting your practice are valuable. There's no one one way to start on your spiritual and journey. Yeah, I mean, unless you're talking about a closed practice or an initiated practice, there's no right or wrong way to do things. So our goal is to help debunk uh, things that people may have heard or some some perceptions or misconceptions that they might have and just kind of break it down in a very simple and approachable way so that, you know, sometimes people are like, I just feel like this is a stupid question. Like, there's not really stupid questions for the most part. I mean, we might brave you a little bit because we like to have fun with you. Right, of course. <laughs> but like, really, if you don't know, how could you be expected to know something that you've never learned before? So um, the point is you can just come in and learn a little bit and then gain some tools and some education and go from there. So for example, like me, I have always worked with the angel very closely, just naturally and intuitively. It's something that resonates very closely with me. 
And I have always been, what I now know is defined as clairsentient, that I have extrasensory perceptions and I'm very uh, sensitive to feeling energy and um, it's, it's touch. So when you talk about the different clairs, it represents extrasensory sensitivity for your senses. So clairsentience is touch, claircognizance is knowing, clairvoyance is being, clairaudience is hearing. Um, there's different terms that could be used for smelling and like, you always forget what that's called. Oh, it's I, something. I'll put you the name yeah. of it, but I don't have that one. <laughs> um, clairaudience is sound, so that also- Although you don't have that one, but haven't we all been in a, in a situation where we walked into a room and maybe smelled, we, we both thought it where you yeah. smell cigarette smoke or cigar smoke yeah. or um, a crossover loved ones, perfume. perfume. So maybe we don't have it all the time, but I think a lot of us have had glimmers of those. Yeah, I totally. Because we have a house ghost. And sometimes totally. he's smoking upstairs. Yeah. And we'll go upstairs and we'll say, will you smell that? Morris is smoking cigarettes. Totally. Right? So that's something, I mean, I've, I've experienced like my grandfather always smoked Captain Jack gold pipe tobacco and it has a very distinct smell. Yeah. And, and every once in a while, I feel like I get a little wink and a whiff or something like that. I like that. Yeah. It's like, well, so you, and I know you've done it too. Yeah, I have. I have, and, and it's so funny because what I would say, I think it's like a muscle. First of all, everybody has um, certain players. That are stronger than others. Mm -hmm. So my strongest ones have always historically been their cognizance and their sentience, which makes sense because I gravitated naturally towards Reiki, energy mm -hmm. healing, and like you know people come in and they say, "Oh, I'm an empath." Well, we all have empathic abilities, and it means that you have extra sensitivity to the energy and emotions, and um, you pick right. up on those subtle energies. So some have a stronger ability to sense that, but you have to learn how to differentiate what's your energy versus others. And then there are tools and tricks of the trade to like protect yourself just so that you can differentiate like, oh, I can I can empathize, but it's not my energy to take on. And those are the types of topics and, and you know, tricks that we cannot teach you. But, you know, I think clairvoyance is one that you have because like you'll be talking about things and you're like who's the dude in the sweater vest yeah I, I i it's so funny because i feel that danielle has so much more language around what these gifts are called i really don't have the language around it just like i also rely on danielle because we share the same birthday to tell me things about our pretty much shared astrological chart because and this was the point like and this is what i was starting off with is that what you gravitate towards and what sort of sinks into your brain might be different. Daniel's really good with knowing those terms and knowing astrology and knowing things like that. I, for whatever reason, it just doesn't like, I, it doesn't integrate in me for some strange reason. I could never, I could never remember them. But what I do know is that, yeah, I might be talking to somebody or performing crystal healing or Reiki, even though I say I don't do that, I do that. Um, <laughs> and, um, you know, I'll get, uh, a, a complete picture of somebody's crossover loved one in my in my mind, what they're wearing, um, something that they would say would come into my head, all sorts of weird things like that. Um, but only when I'm tuned into the person's energy and in a place where I want to receive it, which is 
something that is important to learn. That it's not like you're going to be in this space to acquire this this information all the time. I mean, unless you like to read the computer or something. Who is amazing? We saw a workable task. Yeah. Well, and I think permissions are important. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You can't be tapping into other people's energy without their permission. Gosh, people, it, yeah, come on. That's like psychic, yeah. psychic niceness 101. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. Or sometimes, you know, we, we have a, a mutual friend, and I'm not going to call that by name, but, you know, he'll he'll come in. He's very gifted and very psychic. And, and I he was, you know, doing a guest spot with us one day. And, and he, I walk in, he's like, what's going on? Your energy seems off. And I, I'm like, ah. We're not doing that today. <laughs> I didn't tell you to tell me that I feel like crap. <laughs> I know that I'm feeling like crap. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No, no, not today. We're not doing that today. <laughs> I would sit in your chair. I'm not the hell of a stimmer if I wanted yeah. you to tell me. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, it, that's important. It's really important. But, you know, it it's all about those things that you want to learn more about like follow the breadcrumbs yeah. right so danielle always talks about being in nature as a kid love it and how that's something that still continues to ground you mm-hmm. and that's still something that continues to direct your practice right it's core to it it's how i it's how i find inspiration it's also how i ground myself i go out in nature i spend time and then I had a spirit reading and it makes perfect sense that Kurunos is one of my core spirit guides in life. And I'm like, yeah, of course. The horned, wise, opal spirit of the forest. Yeah, that makes perfect sense to me. Um, I think it, it just inherently is something that we know in our soul. And often as we grow and we become desensitized by culture, we tend to put those things off to the side because astrology was also one of the yeah. things I was always very drawn to. Um, but I kind of put it off when I became a grown up. But then that was part of reinvigorating my interest and my hobbies. I started re-exploring astrology and taking Reiki, class, Reiki classes so that I could learn that it helped me so much. Right. And it all just naturally intuitively came back. So when people say like, well, how did you get into it? I inherently was already doing this stuff. And I'm sure that you as our listeners like also have gravitational pull towards, you know, if you work with herbs or if you really love crystals and you're drawn to specific things, that's your body's higher self saying like, hey, go explore this more because it feels natural. Right. Those things that light you up, that are fun, that bring you back to joy are those things that you should start exploring. You know, I want to de- debunk Okay, that I hear a lot. People ask, can I buy my own tarot cards? Yes. You can absolutely buy your own tarot deck. Yes. Um, you know, people say, is that is that bad luck? Is it good luck? Is it no luck? I don't necessarily really believe in luck. I believe in frequency. So if you're going to come at something and say, oh, it's bad for me to do this, then you're going to have like a crap experience. Yeah, but it's, it's, I think, you know, you could buy your own tarot decks, you could buy your own mystical and magical tools. They don't need to be gifted to you. I think a lot of that started with, you know, you know, we talked about in the beginning close practices, which I think we should probably circle back on because that's a big question that people ask, but believe it or not, back in the day, 
when sort of like the modern mysticism that we sort of now know it first started when tarot decks started coming into popularity, um, it was really for wealthy people because printing was expensive. And a lot of these societies where they practiced tarot cards and divination also had to be secret because you didn't want to cross the nose hairs, the G version <laughs> of the Holy Roman Catholic Church. You might find yourself on a potter, right? <laughs> so these days, it's a little underground occult right. study. So because of that, there were there were societies, there were initiations, there were there teacher were there were, right, yeah. exactly. And so a teacher, similar to a grimoire, a teacher or a coven might have this book of magical practices, and as an initiate to that practice you'll be allowed to copy down their information. And the same with tarot. So I think that's where part of it comes from, yeah. that you have to be gifted, just like you have to be handed down tradition. Um, but because of, you know, the age of Aquarius and the internet age yeah. and, and knowledge being like our thing in our society right now, it, it I think that's sort of. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I would be in big trouble if I waited for people yeah. to get Deck. Nobody <laughs> has a deck like a deck collection like Danielle. Holy Because I'm so drawn to specific art or specific messages. I have those steps that I go to as like my core. But then, you know, if I'm doing a relationship reading, there are specific decks yeah. that I'll pull for that. Or if I just really want to connect with the animal, I'll pull from that. So I think um I think it's just really a beautiful thing to trust your higher power. And I say when people come in like I don't know where to begin if overwhelmed. It's just if you feel if you feel yourself being drawn to something, just go with it. Feel it, handle it, see if it feels natural to you because that is your intuition guiding you to what your body needs or wants or you know pointing you in the in the direction of your northern star. I would say I love that. Yeah. And then you know to touch on closed practices. Mm -hmm. You know Danielle is a Reiki master teacher. And Reiki is a closed practice. Yes. What does that mean? So what it means is that I have sought out and um, invested in extensive amounts of training. I found my Reiki master that I wanted to learn the practice from because it, it's closed, it's secret, if you will, that there are techniques and protocols and um, ways to lay your hands. So Reiki means universal life force energy. It's energy that surrounds us in the universe. But energy can neither be created nor destroyed, just transmuted. That's laws of physics. So it just helps move stagnant energy from your body. And it's like an energetic reboot. It's very rebalancing and recalibrating. So I knew that I wanted to learn from a mentor that had the most extensive traditional training as possible. So I would go up to New Hampshire and do my studying under her. She was six degrees. She's five degrees. I'm six degrees from the founder of Usui, um, Reiki, who is master of Usui. And he trained somebody else who trained somebody else who trained Lourdes' husband, and I was trained by Lourdes. So it's like a mm -hmm. very 
direct lineage. So I wanted to ensure that the way that I learned was as close as possible to the inception of that practice. So it was years of study, years of practice, and a lot of investment as a professional. So it's and as, as an attunement. And a right. series of attunements that are secret and you learn it as you go. So it's not that anybody can just say like, I'm a Reiki master. Like it just doesn't work that way. Right. And actually as part of the closed practice, you're not even supposed to write the secret symbols. Mm-hmm. They should never be written for teaching purposes. They can be written, but then they need to be destroyed. So like if you see things and they're like, the symbols of Reiki, like it's... Yeah. You shouldn't even be having like books publicly, but whatever. That's a different conversation. But that's what a closed practice is. Like Samantha will have her talking in the future. She is a trained and initiated death witch. Which sounds so scary, but it's really not. But she's been starting to learn her practice at the age of 11 years old. It runs in her family's line. And then she's been learning extensively and training under other trained and initiated death witches it means she took a vow and I'll, I'll let her talk about it but she took a vow for helping earthbound souls crossover in their path whatever they're right doing. so you know that's a very close practice with extensive and if you don't know what you're doing don't mess with it right but that's actually like a yeah. general rule i yeah. think for magical metaphysical practice yeah. is don't be working with spirits you don't understand. And yeah. don't be inviting stuff into your home that you don't know how to get out. If right? you're not protected, you don't have proper protection. Right. It's a big part of this type of practice. Right. Yeah. So, you know, you know, for me, I do have, I'm not as Reiki, steeped in Reiki as Danielle. I do have what's called a level two attunement, um, which... I have really no desire to go any further because me and rules, thanks to my Scorpio in heaven, don't, and like structure, don't work well. So I'm more of a chaotic practitioner, um, which Danielle is the opposite. What's your North Node again? My North Node is in Scorpio. Is in the 11th house. Okay, so a little Right, so it's, it's a, it's, it's, it's slightly nuanced. Like yeah. mine is a little bit more like. You're just career. Yeah, so it's a lot like, you know, to quote Rage Against the Machine, I feel what do what you tell me, which is one of my all-time favorite bands. Um, it's like my life's motto. I was like, yeah, I love this song. Um, but, and again, that's what's, you know, in circling back to the beginning of our conversation, it's so important to know what type of person you are and what makes sense for you. Because if something feels unnaturally, like, like Danielle's practice would feel restrictive to me my practice would feel unsafe to her. Yeah, I like the foundation. You see what I mean? Like, it would feel completely unsafe. You but know? you're an incredible energy healer, but then you'll not only use your energy, your Reiki practice, but then you'll layer somebody's body mm-hmm. filled with crystals from your crystal healing certification. Yeah. And then you'll bang bombs on them because you're also certified yeah. and trained in sound. So, like, your experience is entirely, entirely different than mine. Entire, but and and but that's the point. But it's, it's yeah. different. There's no one right path. Yeah. There's no one right way. Mm-hmm. It has to do with you having first and foremost an understanding of who you are as a person and what makes you feel comfortable. 
you know, you came to this journey, I hope, to become more self-aware and more self-actualized, to feel more comfortable in your human skin, to try and make sense. <laughs> Teaser, you're never going to make sense of this, <laughs> you know, of, of what this human experience is. Still, again, you're never going to know. But both healing, like if you were, if you were a patient of mine, or I don't know if you were a client of mine, <laughs> you were receiving a treatment because your body is the one that's the healer. Correct. I'm just a practitioner. I'm like this funnel with, that the energy travels through. But it, a client of yours, both would have profound experiences in their own right. They would be so entirely different. Absolutely. But like if I tried to do it your way, it would be so unnatural and like it wouldn't work. So if no, somebody tried yeah. to practice like yeah. in, in my fashion without like training and having that feel natural, no. it just wouldn't work either. Right. So like we just try to help people find what, what works for them and be like, oh, you really feel connected to nature? Well, let's look into like shamanism and like, Right. The wheel of the year paganism practices. And then other people might be like, I need to make spell jars and I want to learn right. how to have potions. And like, that's more traditional witchcraft. Right. Steeped in like magic with like okay. Just because it's witchcraft, it could be like lowercase witchcraft or uppercase witchcraft. Uppercase witchcraft is more like that's your religious practice. Kind of. And High magic is something completely different. So, like, literally, these are all like lists, like, right? Lists of all topics we're going to be talking about as we move through this podcast. Yeah. Um, you know, so you don't have to feel like you're confined to a title. Your practice is uniquely yours and yours alone, and it's meant for you. Yeah. Not meant for me. It's not meant for Danielle. It's not meant for anybody. And it certainly isn't meant for social media. Meditate, you feel better, right? It's not formative or anything like that. It's all personal work. Yeah. And part of your journey, as well as learning about your ancestors and tapping into the sound node stuff, all of the gifts that you bring into this lifetime right. incarnation, because you come into this world with gifts and knowledge, like that knowingness of things that, like, why do I know this? I don't know. It's just intuitive to me. Well, okay. It's probably. Trapped in your Akashic records somewhere past lifetime. Right. And that's a whole other subject about sure. past life regressions and healing. But um, Danielle loves past life. I could give a love, crap. I could give love. a crap about past life. It makes so much sense. I'm like, huh, oh, it explains a lot. Yeah. yeah. But that's not true because dreams, you have recall. Yeah, I do. I did have a past life experience in a dream. And there there are some, it's so funny, the things, I, I was a history major, the history topics that like, I either have like visceral reactions to or what have you are like the ones in which I've had past lives. And like it's like center of World War II and the Civil War. Um, crazy stuff. But we're gonna we'll talk about that another time. But I as far as like the 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 mind the minutia of not the minutia of the and I'm not saying I don't give a <laughs> give a crap about it. I do give a crap about it or what to ever belittle somebody's, you know, how how people feel about their practice or like what's important to them. Yeah. Um but I'm so into being a better human being. And as long as your past life information informs your present day, it's, an, it's amazing to help you. Sometimes people use past life stuff to excuse, to excuse present life crap that they should be fixing. That's when I get annoyed. I, and also, you know, it's like astrology is a bad excuse. Oh. I hate that. So yeah. there's certain astrological zodiac signs that get a bad rap. And I think every astrological sign has its 
strengths as well as its, you know, shadows that need right. to be improved upon. Improvement. But it's like that's the point of becoming a better version of yourself in this lifetime. So when people are just like, oh, I can't help it. I'm a blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, no, you're just a jerk. And <laughs> you can help it. Do better. You're making a choice. So like, you know, I it don't use it as a crutch. Use it to inform and to understand your personal relationships about others and yourself. And then use that to become a more evolved human. So, I mean, right. that, that's really what we're doing here. Helping right. with healing and growth. What's the number one important thing, in my opinion? For spiritual practice, self awareness. I like that. Self awareness. Yeah. And it really, I'm like, look, self awareness in all aspects of life, whatever it is that you want to do, career, anything. Yeah. You know, but like self self awareness is so important because again, you want to be a better person. You want to have a better human experience. Everybody wants to be seen. Everybody wants to be loved. Everybody wants to be valued. For who they are. And surrounded by like-minded people. Right. That will lift you up. Right. So I think that community, that learning from others, that providing books and, and a wealth of knowledge for people to, you know, educate and inform their journey. Classes to help connect you with other people yeah. as well as put things into tangible practice and providing tools yeah. to be able to help them are all critical parts and spokes of the wheel. So like I just think like in life, so time so many times people can fall victim say like, oh it's not my fault. I'm like this. Well, no, it's not your fault, but it is your responsibility to take corrective steps towards right. becoming a better version of yourself. Because let that inform you and educate you to do better or to change your circumstances so you don't continue to repeat those cycles. You're a lot nicer about it than I was gonna be because <laughs> I'm, I'm about to say, you are the common denominator of your life's experience. Amen. So if you're not liking your life's experience, you have the power and the agency to take steps. It's not going to be an overnight thing, but to take steps to try and change it, right? And that's what we hope getting involved in the metaphysical, getting involved in the spiritual, getting involved in the magical will do for every single person. Sovereignty. And I'm having a lot of fun as we do it. Exactly. That's it. Thank All you right. for spending time with us. We're going to bring on Samantha. She is our in-house tower reader, which she's a practicing death witch, which we're not getting into today. She makes amazing oils. Oh, yeah. Alchemists, like steeped in knowledge. You guys are going to love her. But we're going to have her talk about, you have spiritual tools. What are some great starter spiritual tools? How to start working with them? And, you know, you're a newbie. What should, what are the, the critical items that we think and she thinks you should bring into your practice to get started? Enjoy. Okay, so when it comes to keeping your energy safe, protected, keeping everything out, there's tons of different methods. And really, it's up to you what clicks best with you, your energy, what's best for your situation. You might be somewhere that doesn't allow smoke. That's where sprays are involved. Maybe you're someone who's really sensitive to smells or maybe they just, you're not a fan of the way they smell. That's what crystals are for. So we're going to start over here. Good things you can burn. I started with a rosemary bundle. Rosemary is so good for cleansing and purifying Italian folk magic. 
this is gold. So rosemary is going to keep your energy safe, secure. It's going to keep all those bad energies out. Also, all the same Naturally purifying, it even is known to purify just the air quality around it. So imagine what it does for the energy in the situation. And finally, one that's slept on a lot and my personal favorite is cinnamon. Cinnamon is very protective, honestly, aggressively so, because it's connected to fire. It's also known to bring in abundance. So like kill two birds at one stone, protect yourself, move some light. Then down to oils and sprays. Sprays, these are great. You can just through the whole house and space. This is our Medusa spray. This one's a little nastier. This one's for like harsh protections. Medusa don't let people in her cave. We don't let people in our house. So Medusa is really good for that. The protection oil, this can go on yourself, on your windows, doorways. You can put it on candles before you burn it. Um, this has basically all the stuff you burn, but in essential oils mixed with a carrier oil, like cocoa oil or olive oil, which if you go deeper into them as well, also have their own individual properties. Olive oils also, again, linked with fire and sun, so it's a little bit more intense. That's the one we use in the protection one. Finally, Florida water. This one, you can stick this in a cauldron. Watch your eyebrows. It'll go up. It'll burn. And this is great just to burn. This is great to wash your floors with, wash your spaces with. I'll mix this with a little bit of water and wipe down my counters. It smells amazing because it originally was used as a perfume. Florida water is used in so many different cultures across the board for cleansing, clearing. It gives you kind of like a clean slate, like spiritual hand sanitizer. Then, down to our crystals. This is gonna come down to personal preference. Some people like fungals, some people like stones, some people like generators that you can stab people with. It's really up to you. Now, what crystal you're using, again, totally up to you. So this one right here, this is Black Obsidian. Black Obsidian is a mirror, it's a reflection. I am rubber, you are glue, we all learned this in kindergarten. Anything that comes is gonna bounce back. So if you're currently dealing with a lot of evil eye or negative energy, maybe you want people to, you know, lay in the bed they're making, obsidian is really good for that. Black tourmaline is just a brick wall. If you don't even feel like dealing with it, black tourmaline is great. Finally, my personal favorite, anyone who works with me will see me at the end of the day, like we have a giant smoky quartz, so I'll just take it and just be fun lying down somewhere with it. Smoky Quartz is like a charcoal cleanser. It's going to strip and pull. It's still going to allow energy in, but like a net, it's going to catch any gunk or ick that you kind of don't want. This one's really good for psychics, really good for people who want to stay connected and stay open, but maybe don't want their people's trauma all up in their energy all the time, every day. Also, one last thing that we don't have here in front of us, beanies, hair binding, veils, covering, tie your hair, wash it all the time, as much as your hair will allow our hair in so many cultures is known to soak up energy, trauma, memories. Be careful with it. Treat it well. If you know you're going into a stressful situation, pop a beanie on, pop a veil on. There's a bunch of different ways to cover your hair. Also, just pop it in a ponytail with intention. As long as you're putting your hair up or back or covering it with the intention of keeping other people's ick out, you're probably on to a good start. Okay, and yeah, so that's really it for me. Um, I'm Samantha, I'm the in-house witch tarot reader. Um, I'm here Mondays, Thursdays, Fridays, and Saturdays. So if you're looking for more information, if you want a tarot reading, if you want a one-on-one -on -one lesson, if you just want me to do the damn thing for you, um, you can really catch me at any of those times and I'd be happy to help you out. Well, I think that wraps everything up for today. Thank you so much for listening to us. We really appreciate you. Make sure you subscribe to us. We're streaming all of our future episodes as well as this one on all streaming platforms. And hit us up on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, all at Amityville Apothecary.